Oh man, the Brandywine River? Is that the one you're talking about? No. <laughs> the one next to the old forest oh, near no. the Shire? Oh no, Brie? here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> this is the Exploring the National Parks podcast with Dirt in My Shoes. My name is Ash, and I'm a former park ranger and the founder of Dirt in My Shoes. I think that the parks are best seen from the trail, and I'm here to make national park trip planning easy. And I'm John. I carry the kids on the trails, I tell stories, and notice all the things that Ash doesn't care about much, like trees. Join us as we show you around America's spectacular national parks. We're sharing our favorite places, fun facts, adventures, and misadventures. And we'll even throw in a little trip planning. Let's start exploring! Well, can you believe that it's practically fall? Woo! I love the fall. My favorite season. Is it? I think it's everybody's favorite season. I think it is too, because it's got the best of summer for activities, generally speaking, without, you know, having to be held up inside. How do you sucking feel about- down your air conditioner? <laughs> How do you feel about pumpkin spice? I love pumpkin spice. Because I feel like everything's going to turn to pumpkin spice here in the next few weeks. Yeah. I'm not a fan. No? No. Well, yeah. well you know, I don't I, really like pumpkin pie. It's true. Every year for my birthday, I buy myself a pumpkin pie, and I'd like to say that I eat it over the span of a week, but I generally it do it faster. doesn't take that long. Yeah. <laughs> like one of those huge ones from Costco. <laughs> They're huge pumpkin pies. And yeah, you go through those really fast. I don't know how you can stomach it. I'll eat like a little sliver, but ugh. It's so good. So... I love fall. <laughs> I love fall because I love how the air gets crisp and I love the leaves changing and stuff like that. I'm just not like, oh, yay, fall, you know, scarves and pumpkin spice and, and everything. I'm not I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. But I do right. love fall. So today we wanted to talk about our favorite national parks to visit during the fall. Yes. I mean, when we were making this list and I was looking over things and I was like, well, really any park is my favorite in the fall. Yeah. Because the crowds die down, like it's a really nice time to be in the parks Uh before winter hits. Oh yeah, it's almost always less busy, more relaxed visit, and there's just some things that you can see in the fall that you can't see other places. Usually the wildlife come out in really cool ways, and the colors just just burst out at you. Yeah, so this list, we could have added a lot more parks to this list, so by no means is this like... You know, the all-inclusive list. I feel like we keep saying that. It's like, well, here's some of our favorites, but we have way more. Right, exactly. Well, it's because there's so many parks and all of them have trees. And so if you have a favorite national park that you like to visit that's near you in the fall or something like that, and it's not on this list, just know we love it too, but we couldn't talk about all 63 national parks. No, no. Here's our top 10. We're going to breeze through this pretty quickly because a lot of these parks we've already done episodes on or are going to do episodes pretty soon. And so we'll talk through these, but we are going to move along pretty quickly so we can get through all 10. Yes, and I think I do need to go ahead and warn people a little bit because I went off on a slight Tolkien tangent during this expedition going through the national parks in preparation for this. I don't think anyone's (laughs) surprised by that. So just be prepared. If the park we're discussing is east of the Mississippi, 
it's going to have a Lord of the Rings asterisk to it. Great. So, Well, let's start with one that's not east of the Mississippi. Right. This one, okay, so I mean, I think we can say that the parks east of the Mississippi typically have more trees and more colors. Right. So that's kind of a given. I mean, it's hard to compete with those parks. But I would say for the West, if you're in the West and you want to go to a Western National Park in the fall, my favorite, mm-hmm. my top choice is Rocky Mountain. Oh, awesome. It's so great. But why is it your favorite, Ash? Okay, let me tell you why. <laughs> a, because Rocky Mountain has tons of aspen trees and aspen trees are my favorite tree. I yeah. love aspens so much. Oh, yeah. But in the fall, they all turn gold and it's like you're hiking down the yellow brick road. Oh. Like... Everything is golden when you're hiking through the trees and stuff. Everything has a golden hue. Your face looks gold. Your pictures are gold. Like everything is gold. It's so true. So I love Rocky for that. It's just like, it's my favorite thing. And then off in the distance, you hear, I was about to try to make a bugle sound. Don't do it. (laughs) So that's my B. I think I, I think I did A, A and B. What and B? No, (laughs) B, elk. Rocky Mountain has so many elk yeah. you can see them all the time like even in the summer we just got back from rocky and we saw a ton of elk during the summertime right but during the fall they move down to the lower elevations and so they're down where it's really easy to get to and you've got the big bucks with the huge racks just bugling like crazy mm-hmm. oh yeah it's so cool it's the, magical the, and, and they're just like a lot of times i feel like wildlife sometimes are you just happen upon them, but not never in Rocky in the fall because they're always just like, here we are. Yes. <laughs> they're hard to miss. They're so cool. And we have just had so many fun experiences hiking in the aspen trees, the golden aspen trees, and listening to the elk bugle. Yeah. So Rocky is my top choice for a Western National Park. I just think it's fantastic in the fall. Yes, Definitely. Okay, moving on, we're going east of the Mississippi. Now, okay, I have to say this real fast. People wonder probably why I talk so much about Lord of the Rings in terms of like national parks. And it's because in his books, he did such an amazing job of describing different locations in the books as the people travel. They're on a journey. And as we're visiting all these national parks, as you visit the national parks, you're on a journey, you know, and you're going through lots of different places. And so these a lot of these different forests that he describes so well have different personalities. And so for this first one that we're going to talk about in the East, it has an awesome personality and it's Acadia National Park. I love Acadia National Park oh, it's, so much. Yes, it's so beautiful. And now for these Eastern National Parks, I mentioned Lord of the Rings. As I was, I was looking at a map of Middle Earth and I was like, where would these fall? Like, I was like, oh my gosh, they almost fall perfectly. But Acadia is the only exception. Okay. We're going to talk about some of these other forests in the east. But the first one, Acadia, doesn't really fit because I feel like the uh, attitude or kind of like the beauty of Acadia is more the gray havens. But in terms of like a Middle Earth map, it's more Mirkwood. So I'm thinking like the one moment where I'm really thinking about how this fits so well into Tolkien lore is when Bilbo is climbing to the top of the trees in Mirkwood and he finally gets to the top 
and he takes a giant breath of fresh air and he just looks over the forest. And it reminds me of a moment when I was on the beehive trail during the fall and I'm just looking out over these forests and it's just so, it's a blanket of red leading up into the ocean. It reminds me of that moment when Bilbo's at the top of the trees and he just takes in this deep breath and like the butterflies start flying all over the place. And he looks out and he can see, you know, he sees the lake, which is kind of like the ocean in Acadia. And it's just like, oh my gosh. And then you got some of the mountains like Cadillac Mountain in the distance and things like that. And it's just like, oh, this perfect, beautiful moment. And that is what Acadia feels like to me. And it's awesome. And it's, it's just a beautiful, totally picturesque place. Yeah. You got to be careful with your timing in Acadia, I feel like, because it's weird. We have been to Acadia in the fall and we loved it, but like things really start closing down. Right. It gets really quiet <laughs> if you're there too late. Right. Which, yes, you get that beautiful moment, but then you have nowhere to stay. So <laughs> it's true. It I remember we got there. It was just like, this place, it honestly, in a lot of ways, was almost like a ghost town. Yeah, it clears out mid-October. So if you, And if you want to see the fall colors, you kind of still have to be there in October. Mm-hmm. But like things start closing down around Columbus Day. Right. Anyway, so that was kind of weird because I was like, why aren't they staying open for more fall colors? Don't you think people <laughs> want to come to see this? So, yeah, you get the beautiful colors. You get cooler temperatures, like the fog rolling in over the ocean. And it's just magical. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's the so beehive cool. trail, especially because you're like up on top and just looking out over all the colors. I love that. Yes. And of course, they don't have the same spider problem that Mirkwood had. That's good. I'm trying to remember what Mirkwood even is. I'm but sorry. also, you would like this because that's where Legolas is from. Legolas Orlando is Bloom. From, from not Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Just Legolas. (laughs) (laughs) He would be from Acadia. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. So that is a really just fantastic fall park. It is so beautiful. Yes. Although I have to say, so the cruise ships that come through Bar Harbor, because a lot of people want to take cruises during the fall and see all the New England colors. Mm -hmm. That's very popular. Right. My parents have done that and they loved it. Right. So that's normal. And so you do get a lot of cruise ships in Bar Harbor at that time of year. But that doesn't necessarily, I don't, I don't feel like it really like makes the park super busy. Because the people who come in on cruise ships, like they don't have their own cars. Right. I mean, they usually use the shuttle. Tours or taking mm-hmm. the shuttle. Yeah. So yeah, Acadia has an, an interesting fall vibe, but I am here for it. I love it so much. Oh, it's so great. Okay. We're staying east of the Mississippi. I'm so excited. Yeah, I hesitate to do this because it's one Lord of the Rings reference after the other. (laughs) But we can't talk about fall parks without talking about Great Smoky Mountains. Oh my gosh, yes. The Smokies, they're incredible. So October is actually the busiest month of the year in the Smokies. Everybody wants to go for fall colors. And for good reason, because it is just bursting with color and there's so much to do there. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge park. There's a lot to do. You've got Gatlinburg right outside, which some people just stay there and don't even go into the park. So it's a really interesting vibe, but there's just a ton of people in this area for fall colors. So if you're going to go, you need a good plan (laughs) because it is super busy. But I mean, the cool thing is because of the elevation changes in Great Smokies, you start seeing fall colors up at the top of the mountains like mid to end September 
Mm-hmm. And then the colors just work their way down, down, down into the valleys. And when it hits the valleys, like that's when you get the deep reds and oranges and everything that is more typical of the area. Right. And so we like to hit it about mid-October or a little bit later so that we can get those valley colors. Mm-hmm. They're just phenomenal. Oh, it's so great. And Great Smokies is where I started my Middle Earth mapping because of this one fact. So at one point, the Great Smoky Mountains had over 80% of it was completely like clear-cut forested. That's crazy. Yeah. And it just reminds me of that scene when like <laughs> Mary and Pippin are on top of Treebeard and they walk out, you know, the closer we are to danger, the further I we are from heart. say this where Treebeard <laughs> says or sees all the cut down trees. He's like, there is no curse in Elvish Entish or the tongues of man for this treachery. <laughs> you know, and all the ends come out and everything like that. You know, and then they go, Mark, the science are going to war. It's that cool moment, but it's like, so the Great Smoky Mountains still have some of the only old growth forests left kind of in the east. Yeah. And so the, even though 80% of it was forested, like a lot of it is, it's, it's come back, but there's still that 20% that's like that remainder of Fangorn, you know, that twisted, gnarled forest, you know, deep in the deep, dark parts of the mountains, you know, that is still there and you can still find and see some of those really cool old growth forest parts of the Great Smoky Mountains. And I mean, the colors are amazing, but just the fact that the Smokies have that super neat old growth forest aspect to them makes them the Fangorn forest. And it's really cool. It is really cool. It's really fun. <laughs> so we love, yeah, we love Great Smokies in the fall. Just be prepared for crowds. Yeah, uh, The Dirt in My Shoes itinerary will help a lot with that because it gets really, really crowded. So keep that in mind. But yes, uh, Fangorn Forest, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going no farther till we've had a breather. Okay. <laughs> Moving right. on. Back west. Yay. So let's <laughs> stick in the west for a few minutes. Uh, number four, one of our favorite parks to visit during the fall that I think is often just like totally under people's radar and completely overlooked mm-hmm. is Great Basin National Park. Oh, absolutely. People don't even, it's never on anybody's radar. No. And Great Basin is in Nevada. And you wouldn't think, I mean, if you've been through Nevada. Trees? Yeah. <laughs> Are there trees in Nevada? Uh, so what's crazy about Great Basin is, again, you get those aspens primarily right um then that's pretty typical for the fall colors in the west right we have a lot of aspen trees in the mountains around here so picturing people like driving through nevada prison prison great smoke uh, a great <laughs> great basin <laughs> they're driving through the highway yeah. sorry it is a surprise <laughs> if you drive the wheeler peak scenic drive which goes to over ten thousand feet above sea level and that's yeah. what's a surprise because this park has a huge mountain wheeler peak in the middle of it yeah there's a glacier on this mountain which blew me away yeah that you can hike to and we've done that but if you drive along the scenic drive you'll get up to ten thousand feet above sea level and that's where you'll find a bunch of aspens and it's just beautiful Mm -hmm. it's absolutely beautiful and then you've got like the alpine lakes loop which is one of my favorite trails in the park that you can hike and just be among those aspens. And then you've got the alpine lakes and the Wheeler Peak is just towering over you. It is so idyllic. It's so crazy. It literally is this 
hidden oasis in the desert that is just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And even driving up to the mountain, driving up to Great Basin, you're like, really? I'm pretty sure Ash was full of it. Oh, you feel that way once you even get into Great Basin National Park. Yeah. Because the bottom part of it, that's where you'll find like Lehman Caves, which is really cool. You've got to tour the caves. But those are all the lower elevation and it is desolate. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> There's really not much even in the lower elevations of the yeah, park. It's literally not until you like are, I don't know, 10, 15. Halfway up Wheeler Peak Scenic <laughs> Drive that you're like, what the crap? Where are we? It is all of a sudden it's like you turn a switch back and you're just like you turn the switch on the park and everything changes. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, there's this is the one place in Nevada with water? That's yeah. not <laughs> So trust me on this one. This one is an excellent fall park. I love Great Basin in the fall. The aspens are beautiful. The lake hike is gorgeous. Yeah. You can tour the caves. And it's just, it's a big surprise. Oh, the night sky. You've got to see the stars in this park too. And you yeah. can see them so well. And in the fall, it's still warm enough to be out there. And they're still doing their ranger programs for the night sky and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So this one, like for me, if I could pick one that was just like, bet you didn't think you'd want to go here. It's Great Basin. Oh, you yeah. Gotta go to Great Basin. Oh, yeah. Just pops out at you in secret places underneath the earth. The yeah. colors pop in the cave. At the tops of the mountains, the colors pop, and as the sun goes down, boom, the stars explode. It's awesome. It is. It's so cool. Number five, Zion. Yes. And I put this one on the list. Honestly, not so much for the fall colors, though you will get some, and it is really pretty. We've been there in the fall lots of times, and so you will get some really nice yellows as you're going through the park if you're wanting the fall colors. Right. There's a lot of cottonwoods that are really good at changing colors and are pretty. Yeah. But selfishly, I put this one on the list because I just think the fall is the best time to be in Zion, like hands down. Right. If you're going to go to Zion and you want a less busy experience. Oh, yeah. You've got to be there in the fall. Plus, who wants to hike in 100 plus degree temperatures during the summer? <laughs> I mean, people do it. People do it all the time. The summer is the busiest time in this park. There's only one hike that I would want to hike. The Narrows. The Narrows. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, so the Narrows is actually the best in the fall because the water levels are low enough that you're not fighting against the current. It's just a really nice, enjoyable hike. Right. And it's less busy. So yeah, that's why I was like, well... We are always in Zion in the fall if we can help it. We have yeah. been there other times, but fall is my favorite. Yeah, get your red and yellow colors from the rocks instead of the leaves. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I mean, we have some beautiful pictures of fall colors in Zion. Uh huh. So it's not that it doesn't change, but I just think the whole experience for me visiting Zion in the fall is just so much more enjoyable. Right. I was just going to say, while everybody else is leaf peeping, go rock peeping. At Zion. <laughs> That's weird. You can see rocks everywhere. Um, <laughs> but not the red rocks. Yeah. The red and yellow well, yeah. layered rocks it's of Zion. It's all over Zion. So you just need to go to Zion and you'll see the rocks. I was just going to say that in October, if you do go in October, go after the Utah fall break, mm. which is like mid-October. Good tip. <laughs> uh, because it will be just full of people. Hammered. Yeah. But if you can go like that next week or later, we hiked the Narrows. Um, we did the whole through hike in November mm -hmm. and there was ice in the water. It was cold. We had our special suits and stuff, but it was so beautiful. Yeah. It was so nice. So and we, we didn't see that many people. 
No, I, there was not very many people there. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's just a. I just kind of threw that one in. If you're if you've been thinking of going to Zion, try to get there in the fall if you can. It's the best time to be there. Where are we going now? Which direction? Uh, okay, let's go east. We're going to for number six. We're going to Shenandoah National Park. Also known as La Florian. Ugh, <laughs> this is getting way too nerdy for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so you got Great Smoky Mountains and and Shenandoah. They're connected by you know the what highway is that? It's the, the Blue Ridge Parkway. The Blue Ridge Parkway, and Fangorn. which isn't just a highway, by the way. <laughs> it's yeah. its own national park unit. Right, which is so cool. Yeah. And I mean, geez, you could. See so many wonderful fall colors. We, it goes from North Carolina to Virginia. Yeah. So which is where Shenandoah is. Right. And it's got you could just see so many cool fall colors along there too. But Shenandoah is in oh man, it's it's amazing. It's so different from Great Smokies because in the Smokies, I feel like the roads are so much more on the low side of the mountains, like on the bottom of the mountains. But on Shenandoah, they've got this awesome road that takes you kind of along the ridge of the mountains along the top. And so you get to see this great sea of trees below you and in just amazing views of valleys below you in so many different places and ways. And it's so cool. And I, I just love Shenandoah for that reason. I just think you get such a great expansive view. It is cool because you are spending your time in the mountaintops mm-hmm. for most of it. it. It really does. Like the park is long and yeah. narrow. And so you really, as you drive that main park road, you are just like up at the top of the mountains just working your way along the the range basically yeah so it is very different oh it's so cool and it's got a totally different feel from fangorn you know the trees are totally different but like in in lord of the rings you know the elves that live there are kind of what's the the way i reason why i think it fits is because the elves kind of like live in these tree houses a little bit higher up and you can see these great views i don't know it's just you're at the top of the canopy in the books and in the movies too and it's just super neat and it's just a lot of fun being at a higher elevation getting great views it's just a really fun place to be to visit and like you mentioned it's long and skinny park and it's a lot of driving but you get to hike Uh, a lot of the hikes take you to really neat viewpoints at the tops of the mountains you know, you get to hike at the crest of the mountain peaks and that's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the old rag hike is super popular there. That one actually needs reservations now. Does it really? It's gotten really busy. Stony Man Mountain. We really like Dark Hollow Falls. Uh, and then, yeah, like you mentioned, there's just so many overlooks as you're driving. You could spend so much time just bopping from overlook to overlook to overlook to overlook. Mm-hmm. And they all change just depending on where you are in the park so yeah it's really unique and then plus you're not that far from washington dc so that's really fun a lot of people like to do both while they're in the area right but yeah shenandoah is gorgeous in the fall and if you're hiking in in that area you've got to be careful because a lot of the trails intersect and they use those blue they use the blazes along the trail i have the eyes of a hawk and the ears of a fox You've got to watch for the different colors of blazes that they paint along the trails to know which trail that you're on. Yeah. As Westerners, I don't know if we'll ever understand the blaze system. (laughs) For me, I'm always just like, just put up a sign. Then you don't have to paint on the tree. And then I actually know where I'm going. Yes, exactly. (laughs) A dwarf breathes so loud we could have shot him in the dark. 
that's me when I'm hiking. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, okay. Number seven, Grand Canyon National Park, but specifically the North Rim. Oh, yes. Because again, this is kind of uh, one that you wouldn't so much expect fall colors, but the North Rim has so many aspen trees. Yeah. Tons. It's incredible. So the North Rim is like a thousand feet higher than the South Rim. And so the forests are made up of completely different Fauna, fl- flora, made of totally different. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. Yes, they're All made of it's of- different. Everything is different. And so the North Rim is this totally different ecosystem, totally separate from the other side of the canyon. But what really was striking to me when we drove through it the first time and then every time since is just like, wow, there was a massive wildfire in the North Rim area a long time ago. And the way that the ecosystem kind of works is as the ecosystem and the area recovers from the fire, different trees come back first. So first you'll have all these, the aspens will come in and later you'll have the evergreens grow back. And so right now, a lot of large sections of the North Rim is in recovery, but it's all aspens. And they're big, beautiful aspens now. Like you said, the fire was a long time ago, but yeah, that one was a big surprise for me the first time. We typically go to the Grand Canyon in the fall almost every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes the spring, never the summer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if we can help it. But yeah, we just, we love the aspens on the North Rim. They're so beautiful. It's so cool. So that's one that you might not think of, but would be an added bonus to your Grand Canyon trip if you already plan on going in the fall. Although you do have to be careful with that one as well because the North Rim Road does close down. Right. Uh, it's not open all the time which typically it closes down closer to December. So you've got a good amount of time, but the lodge and the services, the bathrooms, stuff like that, they often close down around mid to end of October. Right. So yeah, (laughs) if you are going in the fall, you'll want to make sure you time it so that you can be there when there's still like running water and bathrooms for you. Yeah. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. That's for sure. (laughs) Wanted to throw that tidbit in there. We have been there after they shut stuff off, like the running water and stuff. You just bring in your own water and then they have like porta potties. Right. But no services. They don't don't leave you totally without options. But But there was like no, like there was like no one working there or anything. I mean, I'm sure someone was there, but it was really quiet and kind of, not spooky. Uh huh. When you're but, walking along the, all the cabins on the North Rim, <laughs> did feel a little bit like a ghost town. Should we be here? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly <laughs> how I felt. It's like I feel like we like snuck in here and shouldn't be here. But we don't have a reservation, but we have our annual pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the Grand Canyon North Rim. Let's head back to the east. I feel like we're representing these eastern parks really well in this episode. I think so. We're, I think <laughs> feel like we're doing them justice yeah. because. Honestly, the parks in the East have amazing forests. Yeah, they really do. This one was a surprise as well. Number eight, Mammoth Cave National Park. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This one was a huge surprise to us because when you go to Mammoth Cave, you are you spend all your time underground. Yeah. Basically. I mean, you really think you're just going to be in the cave right. most of the time. And it's not that big of a park either. No. I mean, it's, it's relatively speaking, it's a really small park. Yeah. And, you know, because... Most every it's got four hundred miles or so worth of of cave, of cave, but it's all under <laughs> exactly on the top. It's yeah. got like I don't know. It seems like it's like ten square miles. It's not, like. Yeah, it's not very big. It's not very big. Oh, uh, we hiked so when we were here in the fall, and we've been here a couple times. 
in the fall and the summer and stuff. But I would say the fall is my favorite if you want to hike above the surface of the cave. Which it's nobody gorgeous. ever does anyways. Yeah. Nobody hikes above the surface of the cave. I feel like we're weird. Are we weird that we do all these things? I don't know. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably weird with us, uh-huh. which I really appreciate. But it's like most people just go to Mammoth Cave and see the cave and leave. And right. we're like, no way. There's so much more to do. They feel there's land. We must hike it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, the Green River Bluffs Trail was gorgeous yeah. in the fall. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It was so cool. And it was one of those trails where you're just like, it's feels like you're in a tunnel of trees mm-hmm. and the colors are so pretty and every step crunches there's just leaves everywhere right which i love i love 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 feeling like that yeah and so um that one was a huge surprise for me but you can do the railroad hike and bike you can canoe the green river if the water levels are high enough so there are some really fun things to do on yeah. the surface oh man the brandywine river is that the one you're talking about <laughs> No. <laughs> the one next to the old forest oh, near no. the Shire. Oh, no. Three. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> okay. This is my thought. Mammoth Cave, super small, small forest that you can explore. But also because you were the only person there, it's like you have it all to yourself. That's the place where somebody that doesn't really want to be found can have the forest to themselves. Tom Bombadil. You only get that from the books, oh, not from God. the movie. He's not in the movies. But yes, I mean, that's really what it was like. I mean, as you're driving through Kentucky, you see all these farms. There's farmland all around you and it's really cool. And then you arrive to Mammoth Cave and it's all this forest. It's kind of like going through the Shire and you make your way to to the old forest. I feel like we need to link a map for those of us that are not as nerdy, (laughs) like link a map of Middle Earth to this podcast episode so that I feel like I need a visual. I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, I kind of do, but I'm not I'm not nerdy enough to to really get these deep uh these deep cuts. These deep cuts. These are some deep cuts. Yeah. So we'll link a, a map to Middle Earth for those of us that are not quite as nerdy as John. Okay. That's Deal. a good idea. Okay. So it. then we can see what you're talking about, kind of, maybe. All right. <laughs> Okay, I think we're done with the Lord of the Rings references because these last two parks are both in the West. <laughs> Ash is hoping and <laughs> oh praying. Please let us be done of the <laughs> let, let us let us go go west, young man. Let's go west. Okay, so number nine, Grand Teton National Park. Of course. I could not not mention this park. You you guys know I love Grand Teton so much, but the fall in Grand Teton <laughs> is like otherworldly it's so beautiful and it's like that calm before the winter you can feel it in the air Mm -hmm. because winter is not far off right and all the animals are like getting ready for winter and there's just a crispness in the air and it's it's cold right and the mountains are just like i don't know everything's like you know breathing a sigh before winter comes right and so i love grand teton in the fall um the colors are gorgeous. You get, again, a lot of aspen trees. Mm-hmm. So uh, down by like Oxbow Bend, you can get just beautiful, beautiful reflection pictures of the trees in the water. Right. Uh, this last time we were there, we were there uh, like the beginning of October last year. Mm-hmm. And the colors were just the best I've ever seen them. Right. What's really cool, though, too, is because it gets a little bit cooler, 
you also get some really neat fog yeah that kind of rolls in and out you know at different times and the wildlife are out so you have some really cool all of the elk and the moose have their giant antlers and yeah. racks on and, and they're you know calling attention to themselves too one thing that i thought was really cool this last time that i didn't notice on some of our previous trips was we had kind of driven that parkway at the north uh-huh we were it, driving down from yellowstone yeah and that parkway that that northern drive was extremely pretty and we drove it with the windows down for part of it and it just smelled so good yeah i love that kind of it's like uh, decaying leaves smell yeah but it's so good it's so good <laughs> Yeah, it, it was extra beautiful this year, I feel like. The the mountains get moody. That's why I like it. Right. Everything's moody in the fall. So Grand Teton in the fall can't go wrong. I mean, we have gotten snowed on when we visited Grand Teton in the fall in previous years. Like there was one year, it was like mid-September, mm-hmm. and we were driving our trailer in the snow up and over like by Togwadee. That was crazy. Uh, so that was so crazy. Yeah, it happens. We were camping in the snow, and then we tried to get out of there. But um, be yeah. prepared for anything in Grand <laughs> like Teton said, in the fall. The mountains get moody. You just never know. But it's it's a cool feeling. So that's number nine. Number ten. This is kind of a wild card. If you can do it, yes, you got to do it. But maybe not for a first time visit. Definitely not for a first. So visit. yeah. So here we go. Number ten. One of our favorite parks to visit during the fall is Denali National Park. Wild card. It is. It is because the buses that go through the park stop running like in Mm mid-September. And so if you can go in early September, you can still ride the buses into the park. I mean, they run a lot fewer buses. Right. And it does get cold. Again, it's just like winter is not far off in Denali. And it can come at any moment. Yeah. (laughs) But the thing that is so cool, if luck is on your side, is that you can see the northern lights in Denali in September. There's the color. The northern lights yeah. are amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so... It's Where else can you get that? Honestly. Well, I mean, there are other places. There's other... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. but... But Denali is extra beautiful with the northern lights. And it's crazy because, I mean, you're so far north in Alaska. Right. Right. And so the northern lights are just so good up in that area. And they happen pretty frequently, which is nice. It's not like some of those lower parks where you can kind of sometimes see it and sometimes not. Right. The conditions do have to be right. I mean, during the summer, Denali has like 20 hours of sunlight. Yes. And like the sun literally just barely dips and comes back up. <laughs> it's crazy. It just more circles the sky. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, a little further north, that literally is all that the sun does. Right. But uh, once you start getting into like late August and into September, then it does start getting dark enough at night that you can see the northern lights if the conditions are right. If it's not cloudy, if it's cold enough. Uh, then then those northern lights start to come out. So we've seen them. I've seen them in Denali late August, yeah. actually, before. And so the further into September you can get, I would say the better chance you have of seeing those northern lights. And it's just phenomenal. It's a really cool fall experience because the, the whole landscape just kind of gets that chill. And all of the plants, so you'll have all the brush, you know, those that have leaves and those will change some color too. 
but all the, I don't know, it's just, it's just a really cool thing. It's kind of like you're talking about how Grand Teton takes that breath before winter. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, here we go. Yep. You know, got this. The night falls and then you have the cool Aurora Borealis. But are you ready for the last Lord of the Rings reference? Oh, no, 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 I'm not ready. I have something else to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Aww. Sorry. Aww. I know. I got to get this last thing in. The other thing they do in Denali in the fall, I just, I got to get it in before the Lord of the Rings throws me off or I'll forget. They have a road lottery that you can enter in September. Well, you enter in May to try to get the lottery, but they um, run it, the actual road lottery in September after the buses stop running. Mm-hmm. They have like four or five days in mid-September where if you win this lottery, you can drive your car as far as you want. Which is in- so cool. Yeah. So a lot of locals do it. You know, that's kind of their time that they go into the park. Right. I've got friends that live in that area that that try for the lottery every year uh, because it's just, it's a totally different experience than driving back there on a bus. Right. You get to be in your own car. You get to stop when you see things. You can spend as much time at the different places as you want. Yeah. And so that's another really cool thing that you can do in September. If you want to visit Denali in the fall, see the Aurora Borealis try to win the road lottery so you can drive your own car back there like that is an unforgettable experience yeah i do just want to put that out there but like later in september if you like after the road lottery and if you don't win the road lottery there's not that much to do (laughs) if Mm -hmm. you go later than that because the buses aren't running you can't get very far into the park or anything you'll have a hard time seeing the mountain from the park so anyway just wanted to put that in there. And now uh, I'll turn the stage over to you, John. All right. For the last moment, I'd like to read a, a bit of poetry uh, from... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is uh, a poetry in honor of the Aurora Borealis because those are the colors. This comes from, uh, comes to us courtesy of Samwise Gamgee. The finest rockets ever seen. They burst in the stars of blue and green or after thunder, silver showers come falling like a rain of flowers there we go and what more can we say that just encompasses fall in the parks so well (laughs) what an episode we hope you're able to get out to some of these parks this fall or next fall or any fall and i hope that you get to see some beautiful colors thanks for exploring the national parks with us please share, like, and subscribe. And if you need any help planning your own trip, click on over to dirtinmyshoes.com. See you next week. Same time, same place. And don't forget to get some dirt in your shoes. Bye.